All right, welcome back. This is Castlin and Always Acting Up. This is the podcast where I will be sharing all of my personal stories and journeys as an actress in the entertainment industry. You'll learn a couple things along the way. You'll learn what not to do along the way. We've got plenty of industry Q&As, BTS behind the scenes secrets, all kinds of fun things. And if you've been following along on the podcast, you will have noticed that we have implemented a new blog that incorporates some of the ingredients to the entree that includes all things necessary to be the best you fitness tips uh cooking recipes confidence all kinds of super 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 fun things so before we get into that i do have a very special guest here with me today she is a friend of mine for a very long time she's going to be telling us all about how to be cocky now how to be confident and not cocky there's a big difference um and before we get into that i do want to do just a quick shout out to all of you guys who've been listening following along in the podcast engaging with me on the gram because you guys are awesome and so here's a quick round of applause for you (laughs) and if you are here watching on my podcast i do have miss Valerie Rose with me here today. Hi, Valerie. Hey, Kathleen. Great to see you. I'm so glad we're doing this. I know. I mean, when you actually talked to me about it, when I came to visit Las Vegas, I was really excited because I was like, trying to think of topics for us to talk about. And I figured this would be a really good one. It is. And you guys, Valerie is a singer and she's been singing all over Long Island, basically forever, right? Basically, since I was a kid, yeah. I also play a guitar, and um, I also, you know, and piano, obviously, and I'm a songwriter, so those are some things that definitely uh, motivate me every day. Yeah, so I was thinking, as we were having this conversation, I was telling you about my my blog and how it's more a lot of like industry things, questions, Q&As, yada, 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 and I wanted to make it so that more people can relate to the industry and I think that's something you're really good with and so you mentioned the idea of let's talk about confidence versus being cocky I was like that's brilliant let's do this so here we go we are starting we are starting with the ingredients to our entree and that is our discussion today okay confidence versus cocky for sure all right so uh, essentially um when we were talking you know, um, there were some things that I had in mind, but I figured we'd start a little bit when it comes to being confident, being not so confident and insecure, and then all the way in the other spectrum to being cocky. And mm-hmm. I think this all really starts with knowing your worth. Mm-hmm. All right. So in oh. general, right, wouldn't you say that, that yeah. it's all wrapped around that idea? Okay. Knowing your mm-hmm. worth. Knowing that if you come with a bunch of experience and you've gone through some situations where, you know, acting so unsure has either gotten you not paid as well, or maybe acting insecure has maybe gotten you less respect from whoever decided to hire you or whoever is on set with you or for me on stage with you. And then the um, end result, is that you really aren't growing as um, a musician or as an actor because you are not really learning how to go deal with these situations and you're not 
taking that experience and saying, you know what, I'm going to remember for next time that instead of shooting out a number, ask the client first, as an example, what they suggest that their budget is and then work from there. So, mm-hmm. but that also goes with knowing what venue or what atmosphere you're going to be in. Yeah, we're going to get into all that because I, I have a lot of questions for you, especially being a freelancer and a gig worker and getting all these things on your own without, you know, an agent or a big team behind you. But first, I'm, I'm curious, do you think confidence is something we are born with or do you think that it's something that um, we learn as we go? For some individuals, confidence is something that they grow over time through experience and through situations. Um, Some people are more resilient than others. And for me personally, I'm lucky. I was born with confidence. I was born knowing this is the result of what I want. So let me go get that. You know, what can I do to get into that situation? Or I know that I have the goods so to speak, to go get what I'm looking for. But even even today, it's always a struggle to know how far can I take it without being cocky. But I'm curious, do you think it's because, so you are naturally an extremely talented singer. Do you think that had you not been told your whole life that you're so good, you're so good, you're so good, and hearing that all the time, that you still would have had the confidence that you have now? Like someone like me, I'm a terrible singer, but I, I think, well, I'm just saying like I need reinforcement or I start getting incredibly insecure of myself and my abilities. And so I'm the type of person like I just need you to sugarcoat shit a little bit and tell me that I'm good because once you tell me you're good, it's just as a reinforcement, I know that I'm good and then I can take it from there. But I feel like you said you had it from the get-go, but you've always been talented from the get-go. So do you think that was... But as talented as I am, even though I know that there are better singers than me out there, there are better musicians than me out there, I can't let the idea that they're better stop me from bettering my craft. Like, yeah, was I was I good at 14? Sure. Do I want to peak at 14? No. <laughs> no. You know, I want to keep improving with everything that I'm doing. So, but now here's where the line needs to stop between, because I can't stay here, sit here and tell you, yeah, I'm the best singer that you know. Yeah, I'm the best entertainer you know. Could it be true? It could be, but it's probably not. So I can't sit here and be like, yeah, um, you know, Bonnie Wright and me have like this unknown connection. She doesn't know it, but... Um, she's my spirit animal and all the songs that I write should, she should be singing, you know, like I can't be that way. You know, when I'm going for, uh, when I'm writing to venues or clubs and I'm trying to sell myself in a way to say, Hey, listen, like for instance, I'm coming to LA in, in the week of Nam, So at the end of January, I will be in LA. So I started to write to some of the places that I'm like, you know what, they have live music. Maybe I could just try to get into the door. I'm not going to write to these people and say to them, hey, listen, I'm the best Lady Gaga impersonator the entire East Coast has ever seen. You should have me showcasing um, 
the Lady Gaga showcase that I do and then expect that it's just going to happen. No, what I need to do is provide good video, provide good audio, show them my excellent promo material and let the experience speak for itself. Yeah. So you, I feel like at this point, cause you, you've sounded really confident just when you were saying that you sounded like you knew like from step A to B to Z, like you knew exactly what to do. But say Valerie 10 years ago, what mm. do you think Valerie would have done? Cause I feel like, I feel like it's a learning as you go. Is that what it is? You think? hundred percent. Cause what I would have done when I was younger was say, Hey, um, I'm Valerie. I'm a singer songwriter and I would like to play at your place for free for exposure. Uh, this would be a great opportunity for me. You know, it seeming more like mm, mm -hmm. needy. Like I need, I need the justification that I'm worth it, you know, and I, 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 I don't have to be like that anymore. You know, at this point it's like, listen, I don't play for free, but if you like, you can get like a little discount or, you know, and not, you wouldn't say to them discount, but you'd say, I'll do it for 250 instead of, let's say, doing it for 300. Yeah. Um, are you trying to say that um, copy credit exposure does not pay your bills? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I definitely, <laughs> I am definitely telling you that trying to always be that person that does it for free is not always going to get you somewhere, you know, not, not. Yes, I agree. That's just not possible. You're, you're, you're a professional. You're a professional. I think it's hard because I think at like the beginning, you do sort of have to do things for free to like build yourself up and get to a certain level of confidence, get to a certain level of material. That's like being an intern, really. If you're an intern, you're an apprenticeship. I mean, that's something. You're still making something back when you're yeah. doing those, you know, participations but if yeah. you're um if you're already at a point where like i go out to i no longer go to open mics unless there it's really worth my time to go to open mic because mm -hmm. the night that i could be doing you know working on my music here recording you know having podcasts doing something towards bettering my future why am i going to go out to an open mic to sing two or three songs that only other musicians are, are there to even hear because that's all who's in the crowd. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this comes from, I think this comes from time and experience. And I was having this conversation with one of my friends the other day and you know, I'm here in Vegas. So I work a lot of the trade shows and I don't want to like get into like too much of the details. But when I first started the trade shows, I was so like ecstatic about the rate that I was making. I was like, oh my God, I'm getting paid how much to do what? And now four years down the line, I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. And I, and I know that sounds like cocky, but is it cocky or is that I know what my worth is now because I am experienced. I did put in the work and I actually, I'm going to tell you this, and this is why I thought this was such a great topic to talk about in the podcast because one of my classes, uh, it was for a hosting class. Before we started the class, the teacher asked us, she said, go and ask a bunch of friends to tell you five descriptive words about yourself. They do not need to be all positive. I need some like not so positive things in there. And some of the responses I got was cocky, arrogant, <laughs> as well as like, you know, motivated and like all those nice positive things. 
And seeing that someone actually thought of me as cocky and arrogant had me thinking for a second. I was like, oh shit, like, do people look at me and am I coming off as like this cocky, arrogant asshole? Or am I just being misinterpreted because I know what I'm worth and I know what I won't and will do? And I think that's what it is. I think that some sometimes when you're like, uh, I just, it's not that that's not a fantastic project. It's just not for me anymore. 10 years ago, maybe. But for yeah. me now, like I, I can't That would do that be anymore. part of that personal growth of knowing and growing confidence. Now, it would be, let's say it would be cocky if... You won't take a job if it doesn't at least pay 400 or plus, a, you know, a, a, a commercial or what. I don't know. I don't know how much it is in the acting world when you do certain shoots or what kind of perks you get. But like as a musician, like if you're doing three hours or you're doing four hours, you know, you're bringing your equipment You're a photographer. You understand this as well. That's one of your other hot um, trades. So you do. Bringing your equipment, setting up lighting, you know, contouring your set list for me or whatever lens you're using, you know, making sure that everything is perfect for that particular gig, you know, dressing the part, which is part of all of all of the package. So if you're not doing all of these things, you know, maybe you aren't worth three to 400. Maybe you're only worth 150. And, but if you're asking 400 and all you're doing is, you know, coming to your gig, reading off an iPad, singing off, you know, singing the, the, the only these 28 songs that you do every single time you go out, you're not really making that that growth process happen. You're staying the same. So then maybe you should only be asking 150. But if you're doing something that is on the next level, because there's levels to shit, you know, if you're not yeah. bettering yourself, then you got to know. So I remember when we were talking about like your website, like that was something that what we were discussing. And, you know, I'm not going to say that you were cocky, but maybe you were a little dismissive. <laughs> you were not cocky. You were a little dismissive of some of the things that me as an observer was looking for on your website. So now, now I, I've, I only hope that you've taken my criticism as wanting you to level up your game. Yeah, you know, that actually just had me thinking because I've had this conversation. Okay, apparently I've had a lot of conversations, but I've had this conversation and... Um, so by the way, I, I, the bio that you made for me, it's totally on my website now. Cause I was, I was <laughs> like, great. this is great. I was like, I'll just put it on my website. So it's fantastic. Thank you for that. Yeah. But yeah, I was thinking, I was like, you know what? There comes to like a certain, um, point sometimes. And like, you just finish a great project. Like say, for example, you worked on this set for a really, really long time and you had put so much work into it and so much effort and so much time. And you were so proud of it and you put you know, your heart into and you ask somebody their opinion. And yes, you want to hear their opinion because it only makes you better. But it, what if they were like, it just wasn't good. Like sometimes, some, I, I think sometimes just hearing that is a little difficult because you're like, I just put in so much work. Like I just need a little bit of a pat on the back first and then I'll get to it because it's, it's, uh, I think it's mentally draining too. Everybody has an opinion, you know, it's like assholes, they all stink, you know what I'm saying? That's the, <laughs> that's the, uh, the adage. But when you think about it, 
when I was when I was younger, some of my family members didn't support me as a musician because they didn't think I was good enough. And you know what? I remember thinking to myself, why why don't they come to my shows? Don't they know how much this means to me? I, yeah. But now time has passed. Okay, I've bettered myself. I've gotten some. I've gotten voice lessons. I've written a bunch of great songs. I've been collaborating with better musicians. I've been keep on learning new material. I've been learning better technique on how to take care of my voice. I started being the one to do my own website. I started making sure my, my social media presence is there. I started making sure that if I'm going to post a picture of myself, it's going to be a good picture. I started making sure that I don't start shit on Facebook, you know, stay away from certain topics and just be amicable be, and be friendly. And you know, in general, it kind of has helped everything because now those same family members are like oh valerie i see you playing here i can't wait to come when are you, when are you gonna be coming out in a in a east side slip when are you coming out to nassau and you know they want to know now what i'm doing and if they can come because before i was like begging them to come and Dude. you know i thought i was the shit back then i was like no you don't understand uh, i am better than some of these people but they're like haha yeah okay Val I'm sure I'm sure that's good but in the back of their mind they're going this girl needs more fucking training okay <laughs> you know so yeah I totally get this I feel this all the time I'm like gosh dang it like why can't I get so-and-so to just share my stuff just like it just repost it I'm like please like it's so hard to get support from other people when you don't have the support of like the people you want the closest to you but that's something I always hear also is your followers and your fans are never going to be your family and friends it's always going to be everybody else and those are the people you have to earn and they will come when you're ready which I thought was really cool I was like ah what a great realization Absolutely. So that makes sense. Yeah, because you know what? The, your family, is as much as they love you and they you know, want to see you succeed, they don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> they want to see other people loving it first and then they want to join in. So that's fine. Oh, yeah. It is always people jumping on the bandwagon. And so I'm curious because you are a fabulous, fabulous singer. Before you're going on stage, what are you feeling? Like, do you have butterflies? Because you've been doing this for a little while now. Is it still nerve-wracking for you? Like, do you have some, like, rituals? Like, what do you do before you go on stage and it's a brand new crowd? Maybe you have a new set. Like, what's going on in your mind? Okay. Well, firstly, here is a funny tip. I do not have a drink when I'm singing. Mm -hmm. Okay? I will not have any alcohol. I will only have either tea, water, or usually coffee. Okay? Mm -hmm. I am the singer that is raspy naturally, so coffee helps my rasp as I'm singing. I don't, um, I smoke a big blunt of CBD. And, um, <laughs> and it, it just overall calms me as I'm about to perform, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not like right before. It's usually like an like a half hour to an hour before. So I, I'm setting up everything and I'm just in a good daze. But that's only in my latter years. I'm really never nervous when I go on stage. I get anxiously excited because that is my favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like I get... Uh bug i get so excited that it's like more like um like a happy puppy like ah, i can't wait oh 
You know, like, they, like that's how I feel about it. Like, turn on that song. Yeah, you know, so that's how I really feel about it before I go on. Um, and that's because I don't like when, when I used to smoke pot, I would be scared and more like oh. um, less confident of myself before I went on. And after I realized that after many years, I was like, you know what? This stuff doesn't, doesn't do for me what I need it to do. You know, what I thought it was doing, what I was supposed to be doing, but it was actually making me more scared. So uh, I, I realized that, you know what, that, that's just not for me anymore. I, you know, 35 years old plus, you know, got to find a different way to relax. So, you know, so one of the things I like is CBD and that is the only thing that really calms nerves for me. But like I said, it's an excitement to go up on stage and it's like my, my, like, my natural high in a sense. And the CBD just takes me down a little bit because it's like, oh, calm down. <laughs> calm yeah. Down. <laughs> and when you go on stage, cause I was thinking like when I was a dancer, like I would be sometimes nervous as all shit to be on stage. Cause sometimes I didn't feel confident with the choreography, but once I got on stage, it's almost like I mentally like blacked out and I just did it. Do you have that same experience? You're like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just in the zone. Maybe it's like extreme focus, but I feel like I was like blacking out. Sometimes I just don't remember at all what songs I just did. People will be like, oh, what song was that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just sang it. I don't even know. What song was it? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it was Born This Way. I'm not sure. <laughs> so, uh, um, as 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 far as like uh feeling that feeling of like not being like you're so in the moment that you're did you mean did you see that movie soul i saw like a little bit of it i was like i saw just um like half of it i was on the plane and then the tv in front of me black or er, stopped working and i got a little upset but uh, that's all i got to see there's a, a portion for your viewers spoiler yeah for, there's a portion of it sorry about got that guys is that when when you're in the zone of when you're playing or when you're when you're vibing you can't see anything you can't feel anything on the outside you're just so in it mhm so i get it you know that how you black out you know but you got to mm-hmm. you got to finish that movie it was so good i i i will you know i have a lot of movies that i need to work on so i'll get there eventually and so tell me um now because you are you still teaching i am music i am yes two days so a you're week. teaching two days a week at at musicology center for music uh it's a performance center where we also have kid group shows where they perform it's like a it's like a school of rock but it's not because we do more genres and it's not like every kid that wants to that goes there, signs up for performances, they could just also get lessons. And we teach everything, well, not me, but the school, violin, flute, trombone, tuba, everything. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to tell your students? Because I know CBD is, you know, a preferred method. How would you tell your students to be confident in their skills and their abilities when they're going to do a performance? Well, before I was, before I was ever a smoker, I was still a very confident performer, you know? I, I feel like it's the education that I got that made me better as a musician. It had nothing to do with the pot or with CBD or, you know, whatever. It's funny because I always, I never felt nervous on stage. I always felt like that's where I belong, 
you know, that was my mm. calling, you know, mm-hmm. my husband will tell you the same thing when he, when I first met him, you know, like I went to the bitter end one night. I just, it was mid, it was like midnight. I drove into the city, you know, I, I was just standing what? there by myself. I was by myself in New York city, just saying, I want to go do an open mic. And this was like five, almost six years ago, you know? So I was like, I'm going. So I go on stage. I was talking to him like a little bit before that, you know, we just got to know each other a little bit, but didn't get too crazy. As soon as I came off stage, he was like, I don't know who you are, but we have to be friends. (laughs) It was like that. It was like, you're good. And we're going to be friends. (laughs) You guys, your soulmate is on the other end of confidence. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. And you know, so, okay, this is what I wanted to ask you. And this is sort of what I've developed. And I was like, you know, I should ask Valerie this. Valerie's from New York. And I don't know if you know, but New Yorkers sort of have this, um, I don't give an F attitude. And that's something I've developed over the years, even though, you know, my family's from New York. I didn't grow up there. I grew up in Texas, yeah. where, like, the friendly state. Like, You're a Texan. Everyone's really, <laughs> everyone's really, like, a little, you know, sweeter, conservative. Like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. But New Yorkers, I'm just going to say it. And I love you guys. Like, you're, I'm a part of you, basically. But you're a little bit more, I don't give an F. Do you think that has been helpful in your ability for confidence. Like, I don't, I don't care what you guys think of me. I'm going to do my show. I'm going to do my performance. You can say whatever you want. I don't care. Who are you to say this to me? Has that, is that on your mind like all the time? When I go out of state, I make it my business to not, I can't say that I, I hold back my New York ways because there's really no holding them back. But there's, almost like a point where people either love the fact that I'm from New York or you can tell that they hate the fact that I'm a New Yorker, you know? (laughs) So I have to like really kind of feel the waters of who I'm talking to, to know how they want to feel about it. You know, I don't want to be a jerk, you know, like I don't want to come off cocky once again, back to the topic of, yeah, I know what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you got to, I had to learn not to, yeah, yeah, and not to pacify, ah. you know, you don't pacify, mm-hmm. but you also at the same time, take it in what they're saying and be like, oh, okay, good to know. And you just kind of just let it simmer. You don't have to, I don't have to be argumentative in order for people to know if I do or don't agree with them. I could just be like, yeah, okay. And, and that's kind of also something that I've had to develop. Because when I lived in Las Vegas, I was too New York for people. I was too brash. But I also learned a lot that I shouldn't have been like that. I, sh- I was not in the right to be that hard. Like, Interesting. when I was a waitress, um, you know, I made more money than some of the other waitstaff just because I was like, outgoing and, and, you know, ready to sell food and talking about drinks and talking about this and being all big and whatever. You know what? They, they hated that. I was the competition for them. So I kind of simmered down a little bit and had to think, you know what? I could still be that way with my tables, but not be that way with my 
em, uh, fellow employees. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, you guys should tell everybody that, you know, the best seller is the dates wrapped in bacon, you know, with the apple cider vinaigrette. Like, Val, don't tell everybody your secrets. You just do it yourself and tell them, yeah, that's the way it is. <laughs> just Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because, like, I, I think I grew up with a lot of um, insecurities. And so sometimes that's why I question like whether I have completely flipped it and done like a complete like 180. And now I'm like at the opposite end of the spectrum. You never have came off insecure to me. Uh, I've never felt yeah. like Caslin isn't sure about what she's doing. It's It's not that. It's not that like, oh my God, I'm super, super insecure, but like very shy and not wanting to put myself out in front of other people. Like Castlin as a fourth grader, no way. I would not even raise my hand in class because I was oh. so insecure and shy of what people would think of my hand going up like this or they're going to make fun of my hand or the way I talk or it was like everything like that. Wow. And so like I flipped it <clears throat> and that's one of the things that had sort of helped me is I kind of developed what I guess had been in my mind my whole life of that I don't give an F attitude I don't give who cares who cares who are they and that's what I grew up hearing all the time but it never sunk in until I was in my like uh, late like 20s mid 20 yeah 20s I'm still 25 by the way PS yeah and um yeah <laughs> yeah I, I sure, literally sure, sure. forget how old you are because like you yeah, always look right? so young. You're always so young to me. You're like you, totally, totally. You'll forever look 19. I don't know how you have Thank the you. skin. We we talked about your skin regime, and I'm still jealous. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, we're gonna have a podcast on that one of these days. Don't you guys wait? Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the things that really helped me. Is I had to like really think to myself. I'm like, why am I so scared? Like, who who is going to judge me? And who are they? And what are their credentials? And like, it's you know, homies sitting behind a screen with nothing to do, nothing better to do. And why would I not live my life and do what I want to do just because you have an opinion? And I, I call that the I don't give an F attitude. And that was always, that's been super helpful to me. It is helpful because if you're someone that has been reserved for so long and then realize that, you know what, dude, one life to live. Right? One life to live. All you have. And we're all people. We all make mistakes. This is like normal. How are you eating bugs over there? What's going on? Uh, one just dived into my mouth, and I had to literally <laughs> spit him out. He was like, "Oh, coffee!" Ah, <laughs> so he's like, "That sounds delicious." Making sure he's not in my drink right now. It's protein. It's fine. And I also, you know, I had this conversation with my friend. I was telling her, I was like, oh, "I got my friend Valerie." coming on the podcast and we're going to talk about this, 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 and this. And we were having this whole conversation yesterday. And one of the other things that has really helped me, and this is for the ladies, and it sounds really, really crazy, but I had to start, I hate even saying this, thinking like a man. Yeah. Because women are, women, not all of us, I'm not generalizing, I'm just saying we're brought up um, a little Dude, bit differently. Absolutely absolutely to make sure you know we don't we're not too aggressive we don't hurt anybody's feelings we want to make sure sure things are perfect before we get started when you have a dude you know they they accept the job they see the paycheck they said yes and i'll figure it out when i figure it out but they don't know what they're they're not like we all got the same degrees like you didn't learn anything that i didn't learn you're just ballsy enough ballsy enough to actually do it and so that's what i kind of had to tell myself just say yes Figure it out as you go because that's what 
that's what the dudes are going to be doing. Sorry, I'm Dude, sorry. Richard Branson's Richard Branson's whole motif is that take the job, learn how to do it later. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's I think one of the huge reasons <laughs> um, when we were talking earlier about the trade shows and and the jobs that I used to take versus the jobs I take now is because I have accepted those bigger paying jobs, even though I was terrified. I just wanted the paycheck. I I have gained more confidence because I learned as I went and I have the experience. And so that has sort of leveled me up to a new, uh, I guess we could say pay scale. Yeah. Yeah. Pay scale. Uh, New new levels-ish. Absolutely. Leveling up. Um, It's funny because like um, I always say that I have more guy tendencies sometimes than like girl tendencies. And my friend Giselle and I always talk about this. Like both of us are the kind of person where we're both at the same level musically where we're both saying now, all right, listen, I'm no longer going to play at certain places because I know they only compensate a certain amount. They don't want to give you any food. You know, there's no perks to the job. You know, I'm not getting any other work from it. So why would I, why would I do this job anymore? You know? So that's why I point, you know, you have to say, listen, I'm sorry. I wish I could, but unfortunately, you know, I have other opportunities. And that's what it, what it comes down to. Now, it would be cocky if I was like, if I said to them, listen, I'm only going to play at your place if you pay me at least 250 You know, I already know that that's not in their budget. I already know that music is not a first priority for them. Uh, there's a, a vineyard I used to play at. I actually think you came and saw me here. I'm not sure. Probably. I, I know we've been to a couple vineyards out on the island okay. somewhere. So uh, I'm thinking you did, that this is that spot? Maybe. Maybe. It was like 125 for four hours. Mm. Like, I, I could have been catering in that amount of time, you know, and hustling and like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, for the same amount of money, almost the same amount of time, you know? But I'm like, why? They, they called me this year to be like, oh, did you want to do any gigs? And I said to them, I'm sorry, my calendar is full. You know? Yeah. You just got to, you know, know when it's time. And another thing, it sucks that as a woman, you're considered a, you know, you're considered a bitch. Ah, when you're yes. When you're trying to be direct. And if a guy is trying to be direct, oh, he's, you know, he's just sure of himself. So the, um, a few months, uh, was it a year ago or a few months? I don't Dude, even know. Who knows what time is. Minus COVID, right? We, we're just going to minus when COVID happened. Okay. Cause like we'll erase that year. It didn't count. So there was a time when I went to this venue and I was playing, right? I'm playing, I'm singing. All of a sudden behind me, there's a band setting up right behind me. Oh, not, not a band, a DJ. And, um, so the DJ has like all this equipment that he's moving in, right? So like at first I was like, okay, like I guess I'll deal with it. I, I, I guess I'll deal with it, right? So then on my break, I go, so what time do you guys go on? They're like 8 o'clock. It was like 5.30. It was like 5.30. Oh. I'm like, wait a minute. Why are, you, why are you setting up right now while I'm playing? Can you guys mm, wait? That's rude. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, can you guys wait? And the guy looked at me like, I swear to God, like I was the biggest asshole he'd ever seen. Like, I'm like, can you guys wait? Like, my set's done in a half hour. He was like, oh, okay. Like, like, oh, you're a bitch. And I'm thinking to myself, like, like, dude, it wasn't obvious. I'm fucking singing up here right now. I, I have my instrument. Yeah. Like, I'm trying. Because that, you know, 
the whole like DJ booth and the lighting set up. Well, I'm like, guys, that is rude. Nah, I, 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 no, no matter which way you put it, if someone's doing a set and they're in the middle of a show, like, and they're setting up behind you, like, rude is rude. Like, that is, that was just, that was intentional. That was, I don't care about you and, and I'm better than you. And that's exactly what that was. That, my friends, was cocky. I'm saying to you, yeah, that was cocky of them for sure. <laughs> what I'm saying to you is if I was a man, do you think they would have done that? Do you think they would have even tried setting up? No. No. Absolutely not. I, I, Nope. Absolutely not. If I was a no. if I was a two or three piece with two other guys back there, would they have done that? No. But because I was one woman that they were like, eh, no big deal, you know? So so that that was Yeah, and it, it's good that you actually said something. That was so cool. And I I've had to like work my way into doing that as well. Like I think that is a, a thing as well. Maybe I'll have another conversation on being a woman and as a as a boss in entertainment because usually I would have been like that was really rude hey do you guys think that maybe you can like wait a little bit and you just hey stop like move like this is my shit I think there's a different um yeah a different if a attitude guy, I, I, or I, I could just imagine what a guy would have said you know like hey guys you know like like I don't even, I just don't even feel like it would have happened if I was a solo guy you know yeah not at all it's just a matter of respect oh shizzle but anyway, to, to, to just clear it up, when you are confident and have enough education in the back of what you're doing, that it's not necessarily cocky to know when you're ready to level up and to ask for more and to expect more, you know? So um, being insecure is probably just for a lack of education and knowledge on what you're capable of and where you should be going with your abilities. And then when you are at a certain point that you're ready to ask for more, you just got to be confident that you can do it. That was amazing. You actually had another idea that sparked into my mind. Good. I'm, full, I'm full of them. Because you keep talking about education and I was, yeah, I was like, that that's actually what it was for me is I always felt insecure because I lacked the bachelor's degree. Like I have an associate's, whatever. Okay, not whatever, you guys. It's great. A degree's a degree. I know. I, I see your face. I, I do not. I see your face. I do not mean, I do not mean necessarily you have to be schooled, like in yeah. a school. I mean, whether it's experience, training. education, training, life experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always felt really insecure about that. And once I started getting classes and classes and classes, um, I did start feeling better. But there was still a part of me that felt a little bit insecure because there's always people better than me. But then I had to take a step backwards. And I was like, you know what? I'm just surrounded in the mix of people who are um, like-minded, like me. And I've leveled up so much, but I can't see it. But if I step back and completely away, I can see how much growth I've made and that me compared to, say, the average Joe who just started or doesn't know anything, I'm on a whole new level. And that has really helped me as well. You're just really in the mix of your own mind and so much other talent that you forget and you see how great you really are because you're surrounded by so many other talented, talented people. So take your ass a step back. That was really helpful for me too. And and you could think of this. Think of the fact that you're on the level now with all these other talented people. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're there. You know? It's just now one more level. 
and then another yes. one. You just keep bettering yourself, and you're. Where's the claps? Where's the claps? Oh, oh, okay. Hang on. Wait, wait. I'm like really. You guys, I I got a um, I'm using a new software right now, and uh, I'm struggling a little bit with it. So you're gonna have to bear with me on these videos because I'm learning it. And really quickly, because I forgot to mention this in my last um, Podkizzle is sponsored by Podkizzle. we are Podkizzle. I know I did say Podkizzle. <laughs> Podkizzle is sponsored by We Audition. We Audition is a place where if you are an actor looking for a reader and you can't find anybody, sometimes your family is great, but they don't really know how to read a scene properly. You can go on We Audition, find a reader, press call, and you have a reader like boom, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And the great thing is if you want to be a reader for other people and see what it's like, um, see how other people audition you can do that as well and get paid say what yeah it's it, it's fantastic and the great thing the great thing because i did say that this podcast is sponsored by we audition i have a code so you can use code acting up 25 for 25 percent off your subscription and that 25 percent off is for life it is every single time so all you got to do. Wow, that's a great code. Dude, it's dope. Acting up 25 for 25% off your subscription to We Audition. Wabam. Thank you. Wabam. Thank you. And I, and I, I am. I use it all the time myself. I, I actually do. It's not one of those things. I'm just, hey, sign up. I, I literally actually use it. So you may see me on there. Um, yeah, and click click the little button and, and I'll come be your audition reader. That's fantastic. So, yeah, I, I was really, really proud and uh excited to get that sponsorship so miss valerie i'm going to transition us really really quick into our moment of positivity i'm fancy af aren't i <laughs> yeah really cool love the sound effects thank you so valerie at the end um of every podcast i like to wrap it up with a moment of positivity Okay. Whether you have um, a moment of positivity, a special quote, um, some, you know, hype, hype, hype stuff that gets you going before your shows, anything, I would be absolutely honored if you shared some words of wisdom with my audience. We would love it. My daily mantra is keep singing. Yay. You know, you know how Dora's like, keep swimming. Uh, what was the, the, the little fish? Keep swimming, keep swimming. So mine is. Keep oh, wait, are you swimming. talking about Finding Nemo? Yes, yes. I thought you were talking about Dora the Explorer. I'm all no, like, I messed can up. Can you say no? <laughs> can you say Spanish? Can you say Espanol? You're talking about Finding Nemo. I'm talking about thank you, Finding Nemo, Dory. So, oh my God, keep swimming. No, keep singing. That's that's me, little Dory. And hopefully you don't forget. <laughs> that's super cute. Yes. Okay. Keep keep singing. Keep doing what you love. And, and honestly, that's the point. That's the point. You got it. Just keep whatever you're doing. Keep doing it. It makes you happy. You keep doing it. Even if you suck mm -hmm. at singing, Caslin, I don't care. Keep doing it. <laughs> I do and I will. So like I, I can't rollerblade. But would I try again? Again? Yeah, I would. <laughs> mm -hmm. You got, you know, even if you break a leg, it's okay because you have another one. That's it's right. fine. It's fine. It'll get better. Everything's going to be okay. Um, great. So I didn't ask you if anybody wanted to 
listen to your music? How can they follow you? How can we hear? How can we, oh, you know, be great. a part of Valerie Rose music? I would love some more fans. I would love some more friends. And of course, everyone knows I'm Valerie Rose. So if you want to find me at ValerieRoseMusic.com, that is one way to find out where I'm playing, where you can download my music. You could even add my album right to your phone or right to your Apple Music Spotify account. Just find ValerieRoseMusic.com. Also, I am featured on every single music outlet that you can even think of. Deezer, or, you know, whatever, what? Vimeo, I don't care, everything. Uh, on my YouTube, my YouTube page is Valerie Rose Music in all one word. Or Can you spell Valerie for us? I can. I can do a whole thing. So V-A-L-E-R-I-E-R-O-S-E-M-U-S-I-C dot com. Why don't you do radio? I don't know. Because I, I just... I don't know I just, either. It's like, that was like great. Sometimes I can do that sexy voice, but I try not to. I don't... I, what the I don't get calls in the middle of the night. <laughs> Maybe you do. <laughs> Maybe I do. You guys, make sure to go check out Valerie um, and her music because it is fantastic. Actually, the last show I was listening to, she probably had me in tears like again. Your shows are fantastic. They're super energetic, super fun. Um, She does perform all over Long Island. You got shows in Florida, Anaheim. Isn't isn't Nam in Anaheim? Something like that? Nam is in Anaheim. and We're going to try very hard to get a gig in the area. And I say we because, man, can you hear me okay? Yeah, you're a little far, but I can hear you. Okay. Um, well, that's because um, my microphone's too far away. Um, so Manfredo is obviously coming with me, my husband, for those who don't know, who's also one of my co-writers, my songwriter, co-writer. Mm. And uh, we're going to be looking for a place for us to do our originals together that also um, I could showcase my uh, cover shows because everyone oh, – well, for those of you who don't know, I do a tribute show of Lady Gaga, and I also do my own like it's you know, really good. menagerie of cover songs. And then I throw in my co- my originals as well. My husband and I have written 13 songs together, so soon enough, wow. soon enough we'll have an album ready. That's so cool. That's amazing. I know this is really annoying, and I always hear singers being like, God, why'd you do that? Why'd you put me on the spot? You don't want to sing right now, do you? I don't. And uh, the, o- the only reason why is because I do have my neighbor downstairs who's probably oh. like mad at me that I'm even like talking this loud and that my speakers are on. So <laughs> I'm going to um, I'm going to say let's just reserve that for some other time. I will put all your links in the bios below. I just thought I'd ask just in ca- just in case if you wanted to. But I know what that's like. People are always like you're a dancer. Why don't you dance? I'm like. Like, do I look like I feel like doing like a fucking Batma or shit right now? No, no, I don't. Like, thanks, but I don't. I already sang four hours today teaching lessons. My voice is not in the shape right now. I'm like, uh... it's always in the shape. You're fantastic. All righty. Well, we are going to wrap it up. Is there any other additional advice um, regarding singing, confidence, cocky, arrogant that you wanted to throw out? Because I feel like we did a really fantastic job. When people say just be yourself, that is really the best thing to do is really to be yourself. Don't think about being better than somebody else. Don't think that you're less than somebody else. You just do you. And then and then your uniqueness is going to sell what you're trying to achieve. Because, you know, it's like 
even though acting, it's like you have to, in a way, take on other personalities. It's like, listen, there's only so much you can do, you know? So just be yourself and it'll be great. Valerie Rose, everyone. Woohoo! Well, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so glad we finally got to do this. We'll probably have to do a couple more. Um, for you guys who are watching, make sure to like, follow, um, hit that little subscribe button so every time I upload a video, you know that... Um, I don't know. You get it. You, you know what I'm saying. Um, follow me on Instagram. Follow Castlin because she's fun. Yeah, and I have a brand new Instagram page that is always acting up podcast. Um, and I also, like we were talking earlier, I do have a website. You can go to castlinrose.com or you can also click alwaysactinguppodcast.com or alwaysactinguppblog.com and it all links to one page. So whatever you type in, you'll reach me. And um, I think that is going to be it. So... You guys, thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Valerie. And we'll say goodbye to my fellow Rose. Oh, yeah. Bye. Valerie Rose and Castle Rose. We will catch you on the next one. Okay. Bye. And thank you so much for having us. <laughs> <laughs>